Hi, and welcome back to All This Noise. If this is your first time, welcome to All This Noise. I am the host with the most, Christian Williams. And I'm just Brendan Morrison. That's true. Welcome back, everyone. Hopefully your summer's been good. My summer's been really good. I've just been water skiing at the Finger Lakes (laughs) (laughs) with my family. We love to water ski at the Finger Lakes. (laughs) Spending a lot of time at the Yacht Club. Yeah. What a terrible intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, should we explain why we've been gone? I've been at the Finger Lakes. Oh, yeah. There isn't Wi-Fi at the Finger Lakes, so that's why we haven't been recording. That's true. One time, I was just thinking about this. One time, my friend uh, texted her friend and said, there's been a death in the family after she dropped her cookie. <laughs> and then she took a nap and never texted her friend. <laughs> and so all day long, her friend was just like, oh my God, who died? Who died? Who died? And then she like wakes up from her nap like three hours later and she's like, oh, I just dropped my cookie. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Anyways, that's unrelated. But I was just thinking about that. Christian, what have you been listening to this week? I've been up in my feels mm-hmm. and listening to a lot of Drake. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate Drake. Um, I've been listening. <laughs> I just need to be forward with people. Drake makes just okay music, and he does not deserve as much hype as he gets. He's got a family to support. He wasn't even going to acknowledge his son. <laughs> I wholeheartedly believe he never would have acknowledged his son if Pusha T hadn't dropped that song. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't I don't mean to get political. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of... I've been really sad. Not intentionally sad, but I've been listening to Lord uh, a lot, and her music just makes me sad. Mm-hmm. So is that in- intentionally making yourself sad? Or my girlfriend recommended that I listen to her new album. Uh huh. And so I listened to her new album, and uh, it, it, it's I never gave it a chance the first time it came out, however mm-hmm. long ago that was. It's a pretty solid listen. It's produced by um, Jack Antonoff, who is also better known as his stage name Bleachers. Mm-hmm. And Jack Antonoff also produced a good chunk of Taylor Swift's album, uh, 1989, which slaps. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's really sad. It's about her breakup with her photographer boyfriend and and getting drunk. Those photographers, you can't trust them. You can't. Yeah, photographer boyfriends, man. That's why I've managed to stay single all these years. It's because they know. (laughs) (laughs) They know. (laughs) Dang Um, it, Lord, ruining my chances. (laughs) I don't think it was Lord. Probably just my general personality. Uh, it might have been Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so songs that I really like from Melodrama, I really like Homemade Dynamite. It's kind of got this like, it was co-written with Tuvlo, who you right, might remember from uh, her hit single, um, High All the Time. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I also like, God, what else? I like listen to it when I'm at work and I don't really pay attention. I just get sad. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the opener track, Green Light, and I like the closing track as well, Perfect Places. I'd say if I had to listen to one, it would probably be Perfect Places. Nice. Let's take a listen to that now. I don't know if they keep telling me where to go, I'll blow my brains out to the radio. 
Yep. What about you? I've been really in to in my uh, in my hipster jazz boy phase, mm-hmm. and listened a lot last week to Kamasi Washington. Backstory on Kamasi Washington. Yes. He is a jazz artist, most notably known for his work on Kendrick Lamar's album, Timpimpa Butterfly. Also, he was featured on Run the Jewels' album, Run the Jewels 3. He's definitely got a, a strong presence in the hip-hop world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was kind of some of those features that kind of thrust him into the more popular side of jazz. Yeah. Because though he is a very talented artist and was, not- you know, popular in the jazz scene i don't think other people outside of that really knew about him or kind of gave his music a chance before that but yeah after he did work on kendrick's album he has definitely been gained quite the following yes anyway he released an album just last june he's Uh, got a couple is that when heaven and earth came out last june yeah this year 2018 Oh, I thought you meant last year. No, it was pretty recent. And yeah, it came out. It's a long album. It's two hours and over two and a half hours with most of the tracks in that nine to ten minute range. Mm -hmm. I think I listened to part of it. It's definitely, I think it's got this kind of modern hip hop almost influence to it. Mm -hmm. to To some of the beats. And I think what makes his what makes this album successful is I think he explores a lot of different types of jazz. Yeah. You know, he doesn't it's not just sticking to like a single, you know, niche part of jazz and mm-hmm. playing that same kind of mood throughout. He mixes it up a lot. And I think that's what made this album appealing to me because I was able to listen to the whole thing and not feel like I was just listening to the same song for two hours. Oh, yeah. Some notable tracks that I really liked off of it. The I believe this was a, um, kind of almost the single for the album was Street Fighter Moss. Oh, yeah. I've... He did a music video for that, which was really good. But that's got a very kind of, you know, driving rhythm. And mm-hmm. I really liked that. Uh, and the two other ones I really liked were uh, the first intro track, Fists of Fury, I've heard Fizz and Yeah, that's a really good one. And then uh, The Psalmist was also a very good track with a very unique beat to it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's give you a little taste and uh, play a little snippet of Street Fighter Moss. from there uh did you hear that uh currents went gold i did i was actually really surprised by this because i thought that they that tame impala was a more popular band than this and that they would have accomplished this feat a long time ago but apparently not i hold firm to the belief that they are big because i think it was gold in like australia and maybe outside of the u.s like a long time ago 
Mm-hmm. But I am holding firm to the belief that they are big, like in the underground realm, and just sometimes they, there's like a bleed, you know. And I just don't think that they made the bleed until recently, because mm-hmm. like Kevin produced, he was co-credited on the final track of Yeezus. He produced mm-hmm. a song for uh, Kali Uchis. He produced a song for Travis Scott on Travis Scott's new album. Like he's been making the rounds, and then he was also on um, Mark, Ronson's Mark Ronson's album. Yeah, yeah, that uh, track that he did with Mark Ronson was I really enjoyed. Daffodils. Daffodils. Yeah, they kind of have that same throwback thing to them. Yeah. I think they're actually like really good friends. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, and Mark Ronson are. Anyways, interesting. But yeah, I, I was also pretty surprised. Like. The album's, I think, three years old at this point, and mm-hmm. and it's just going gold. Like I don't know, I I'm, I'm pretty surprised. I'm sure Kevin's pretty happy about it, but yeah. Well, we should play like a deep cut off of Currents. A deep cut, play Nangs. <laughs> 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 the second track from the album that everyone skips. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't do that. Uh, what's I don't even know what a deep cut from that album is. Let's play. Like disciples? Uh, let's play as disciples then. Okay. y'all liked that because that was a deep cut <laughs> <laughs> so deep no nah, man if you want some real tame and paula deep cuts you got to listen to like glass half full of wine or anything from their very first ep with the like the sun and the moon on it i have his whole discography on vinyl i just realized that you know i was since we're on this little um kick regarding tame and paula mm-hmm. i was actually listening to inner speaker the other day the collector's edition yeah and that has i don't think i've ever listened to the collector's edition before so i hadn't heard some of those extra tracks that they put in Mm -hmm. and so there's a couple on the end there that are really solid Mm -hmm. uh i'm thinking specifically of remember me don't think i could tell you a song from that first album solitude is bliss yeah that was the lead single or not maybe not the lead single excuse me i was drinking some water maybe not like the lead single with the breakout single you know yeah yeah cool cool yeah it's a good album i i own it i've listened to it like twice (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i dig it also in music related news our buddies vampire weekend our personal friends. <laughs> Our personal <laughs> homies. Our personal friend, Ezra Koenig. 
Well, you know, they're they're the type of people that are up at the Finger Lakes all the time. Yeah, I went I went uh, canoeing with Ezra last week. <laughs> they have been teasing an album for a while now, like a year. It's it's been a minute, and they've been they've been uh, touring it though. Are they playing live stuff off of the new thing? I don't know if they're playing live stuff off the new album, but they have been touring because they mm. were in Ojai and they just played the entirety of their first album in Ojai. Interesting. But they did something else too. Huh. I can't remember what it was. I remember I was listening to this podcast and uh, these guys went to Ojai mm-hmm. and one of them got so drunk and they were like backstage because they knew the band. And one of the guys got so drunk that uh, Ezra Koenig came off stage and gave him a water and made sure he was okay. Anyways. Anyway, Vampire Weekend released a song that is supposedly unrelated to their album that's supposed to be coming out. But, you know, I'm sure it got a couple people excited. Anyway, the song they released is called California English Part 2. Yeah. It has album artwork from the Cousins single. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm actually not sure why they would release California English Part 2 and then have the Cousins artwork on Uh, that single. It's just very confusing. But I really don't think it means that much. Here's the thing. Do you follow them on Instagram? No. Oh, so for a while now, first of all, every once in a while their account gets taken over by Seinfeld 2000, which is like a modern Seinfeld. It's so weird. It's so weird. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it related to Seinfeld at all, or is it just a meme account? It's a meme account. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, um, every once in a while, they'll do this thing called Know Your Deep Cuts, uh-huh. where they'll like post a song, and they'll call it a deep cut. So like, is Oxford Roof, was Oxford Roof on their debut album? Or Mansard Roof? I see a Mansard Roof through the trees. Yeah, Mansard um, Roof was, on, was the first track off of their first album. What am I thinking of? Um, it, what, uh, Oxford uh, Comma? No, Oxford Comma was on the album. Oh, man. It's on the Mansard Roof EP. Let me see. Dun, 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 dun. Mansard Roof is on their first album, though. Uh, Ladies of Cambridge. So, like, they'd, like, post Ladies of Cambridge, and they'd be like, no, you're deep cut. Ladies of Cambridge came out in 2000. was on the Japanese release or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing that, and and I think that California English Part 2 was one of those deep cuts. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we've been yammering a lot about California English Part 2. Let's just take a little listen to it. I hope you liked it. It's okay. Anyway, I would like to welcome everyone to a new segment on this show. We are kind of workshopping the title, but at the moment, we're calling it Christian's Vinyl Corner. So let's all step into Christian's Vinyl Corner. Christian, what have you got for us this week? Um, I would like to talk to you guys about two things today, Christian's Vinyl Corner. Number one, 
the inaccessibility of the hobby slash vinyl elitism. That's the first topic. And then the second one is going to be a complete 180. And I'm just going to complain about Jack White for a couple minutes. <laughs> but it ties Let's in. Hear it. Kind of. Okay. So when you, f- when people first get into vinyl, they find it to be very exclusive because when you're first getting into the hobby a lot of times your starter turntable your the very first turntable you get is going to be one it's going to be cheap it's not going to be something that lasts for a long time and that's like not the point like when you get into any hobby like your very first stuff that you get is that the stuff that you use for that hobby for forever can you think of like one hobby brennan what's one of your hobbies photography okay what was your very first camera um this is a bad example because i'm still using my first camera (laughs) More or less. Oh my god. Thanks for proving me wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's, anyways. let's take a different approach. Cycling. Okay. Do you still have your very first bicycle? No, I do not. Do you remember what your very first bicycle was? No, I don't. Okay. But the thing is, is when you start a hobby, you start with something that's kind of low end just to like get a feel for it. Is this something you want to do, right? Right. And it's the same way with freaking vinyl collecting. You go onto any forum and you see like someone who's like, just got into collecting, got my first turntable and like three records. And oftentimes their very first turntable, I'm not about to throw shade, but it's going to sound like I am. All right. Full disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) Their very first turntable is one of the suitcase turntables because one, Mm -hmm. they sell them everywhere. And I think they're like 75, 80 bucks, which is... If, If that, you can, I'm looking right now online. Mm-hmm. And you can get like a Crossley for like 40 bucks. Right. And that was my first turntable. Um, Same. And uh, for a lot of people like that is, so they'll post a picture of their like their turntable and they'll have like three albums. And of those three albums, one of them is Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Right. And the third one is like, I don't know flower boy or something right is but but the thing is it's like people will get a turntable and then they'll get records that maybe they've never heard but that they know people have talked about that people have high regard for right Mm -hmm. and like first of all i don't think that fleetwood mac rumors is for everyone i don't think dark side of the moon is for everyone like some people like it some people hate it and that's fine Mm -hmm. um and I don't even have a copy of either of those records. Does that mean that I'm bad at collecting vinyl? No. It just means I got different tastes than everyone, right? Right. And that's what that's what the hobby should be. But you see people who like post like their Crosley Cruiser and Dark Side of the Moon and they're like just got into vinyl collecting. And then you see these people who have been in the hobby for like ever and they're like, "Oh, Dark Side of the Moon." Uh, better better call your local grail collector because you got Dark Side of the Moon. You know what the album was, the third album that they got? I just remembered. Mm. It's uh, it's the Gorilla's Demon Days. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, everyone has a copy of Demon Days. If you go to like... Anyways, I, I, I don't mean to... I'm just ragging about the, the community right now. Um, <laughs> the vinyl collecting community. A lot of the comments you see are very discouraging, which sucks because like... Not everyone can afford a $500 turntable. I can't. Like, not everyone can afford, like, a multi-component stereo system. And that's all right. Like, like the thing is, is the hobby should be what you want it to be. Like, if your system sounds good to you, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And to the people out there who are like, if you don't have a Technics 1200 with a Project 2 box 
and a Onyeko receiver, then you're not listening to music right. I say, shove it. <laughs> and along those lines, let's talk about Jack White. <laughs> um, did you know Jack White has his own uh, record pressing company? No, I didn't. They're called Third Man Records. Do you know anything about Jack White, like as a person? Very little. Okay. Number one, Jack White is the, the former frontman of the band The White Stripes. Mm-hmm. He's notorious for just being kind of a jerk. And something that's really interesting that you might not notice until it gets pointed out to you, but every single one of the White Stripes albums is red, black, and white. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look, every single one of their albums, red, black, and white in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Every single one of Jack White's solo albums has just been red, blue, and white. Hmm. And Third Man Records, if you had to guess, do you think that they have like a dress coat? <laughs> they do. And they have to wear yellow. <laughs> oh, boy. The, the inside of the factory is painted like bright yellow. Everything is yellow and black hmm. and white. And it's just kind of like, like, it's like when you first see it, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then like, imagine working at Third Man Records and having to wear your freaking yellow tie every day. Yeah. Anyways, so Jack White is huge into record collecting and, uh-huh. and he just kind of perpetuates this, like, if you're going to go out there and you're going to get a Crosley Cruiser, don't even bother collecting vinyl. Cause like, I don't know, it just discourages me as someone who has been collecting for a long time, uh, seeing all these people who like want, maybe would want to get into the hobby. Well, first of all, collecting vinyl is like really expensive for the most yeah. part. Like if you want to get new albums, like on average, a new album is somewhere between 15, and 25 bucks, like a brand mm-hmm. new release last week album is going to be in that ballpark. Yeah. And so like, that's a substantial amount of money to some people mm-hmm. to others. It's not that bad. You know, you see people going out and getting like a million records. So like if, if it's someone's like first, time and they go out and they get a $60 record player and a three records that's going to set them back like at least a hundred dollars you know like chill out guys knock it off let let people be happy with what they have you don't have to ruin their happiness like you're not making a good name for us yeah anyways what would i suggest if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna start getting into record collecting i i I would it's that being said i don't think i would suggest a crosley turntable Mm mm-hmm from the bottom of my heart. And the reason why I would not suggest a Crosley turntable is because they're cheaply made. They're not expensive. They're cheaply made. And like, you know, that can set people, you know, like there's all this talk about them like destroying records or whatever. Like they have so much tracking force that they cut through the grooves on their record and they wear them out and they make them sound terrible. But I don't know if that's been proven. But their needles are nine times out of ten their needles are made of sapphire, which doesn't last as long as a standard diamond needle. A lot of the components are built in, which just by default, you're not going to get as good of a sound just because like every it's, it's all in one. Like if, I don't know. So if I were to suggest, like if you were to go out today and you were to buy like a turntable, I would just suggest you don't get something with speakers built in. Mm-hmm. Like, Buy something where you have to have external speakers. That is all. That's my less impassioned rant <laughs> about just random vinyl stuff. Love Christian. XOXO. <laughs> great. I think that was a great 
section of Christian's Vinyl Corner for this week. In the future, I'm just going to be talking about what records I bought, so be prepared for some lame shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Christian, looking forward, what albums do we have to anticipate? Um, Good question. First of all, there's that uh, Alt-J remix album. (laughs) (laughs) Reduxer, which is Uh uh, hip-hop remixes of Alt-J's most recent trash album, Relaxer. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going on record and saying that I do not like that album. I do like some of the singles, but as a whole, I do not think it's very good. Yeah, I would agree. I'm looking at you hit me like that snare. You sound like a Halloween song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It really just reminds me of Monster Mash. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, it just reminds me of like the Monster Mash or something. Play a Hit Me Like That Snare by Alt-J. And uh, they did the mash. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. That's one that's coming out. And I'm honestly going to listen to it expecting to hate it. And if yeah. I like any any songs out of it, it's gonna be a plus for me. Yeah. Um, Pusha T did a remix on one of their. I think it was Pusha T. Anyways, it sucks because their first album was so good, and I don't think they've quite hit that mark since. No. Um, are you familiar with the band Group Love? I am. So lately on their Instagram, they've just been posting a bunch of like. It's like something I could make on Photoshop. So it, it'll mm-hmm. be like Group Love, and then like a stock photo, and then a title underneath it Mm -hmm. so like one of them is like group love never again and the picture is just trump's hair (laughs) or it'll be like group love overthink it and it'll just be like a scribble drawing or something like that or i think that that was don't overthink it and then overthink it was like a bunch of math but like they've they've been doing this thing on instagram for the last couple days i genuinely thought they're gonna drop an album yesterday or at least a single but nothing so that's probably coming out soon Hmm. and last but not least we got that brock hampton yeah they're coming out soon. I, I feel it in my gut. As well as just about everything that we were anticipating last episode, which didn't come out. Yeah, Vampire Weekend. I, yeah. I feel it. Vampire Weekend, Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was releasing a summer album with the song Summertime Magic and Feels Like Summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But summer is like dang over. near over. Yeah, I go to school next week. Came back from the Finger Lakes for nothing. <laughs> so yeah anyway we'll hope there's there will be more to talk about coming up in terms yes. of releases but we also have a couple of one-off episodes we're thinking of doing so if we don't get any releases soon we'll just start dipping into that those categories yes it also looks like we're we're thinking about doing an every other week release schedule so or like every other month <laughs> Whenever we feel like it, you can expect to hear our lovely voices. <laughs> yeah. I go to well, the Finger Lakes a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, those dang Finger Lakes. All right, we'll see you eventually. Bye.